Welcome back. This is Raghu Banda, RK Banda. And today is the podcast 10. And in this podcast 10, we will be focusing on the produce line of business, or typically the manufacturing line of business, which is where we discuss about the inventory and warehouse management and some of the supply chain related operations. So in the podcasts 7, 8, and 9, we started with the heartbeat of an organization, right? Or the mental, or the health of an organization where, which is the finance line of business. And then in podcast eight, we discussed about the procurement line of business or basically the daily operations of your organization, like the logistics related operations. And then later on, we discussed about the sales line of business, which is in the podcast nine, which is your front office. Keep your, how do you keep your lights on? Like how do you make profits? And that is a front office. Now we will be in the podcast 10. We will be focusing on the back office or the backbone of the organization, right? Like manufacturing in any organization, manufacturing is the key. You have uh, your inventory management, Typically what happens is that in an inventory management kind of a scenario, a company makes profits when you kind of sell your products. And here in this, while we discussed about the sales of a product, now in this scenario, in the podcast 10, we'll be focusing on the manufacturing where, how you make your products and how you kind of profit from that. And as you might know, there are, three core steps here, right? Like the purchasing inventory, storing inventory, profiting from inventory, all these kind of things form under the inventory and supply chain kind of uh, the manufacturing line of business that we will be discussing now. In general, as you might know, the inventory types can be divided into four or five categories, right? Four or five different classes, I would say, starting with your raw material or your work in progress, related items and then the finished goods and then the maintenance repair and of course operating supplies and the goods so these are these are the things which are very much needed for an organization from the manufacturing or production line of business customer is always the king and the overall idea is that you have to keep your customers loyal and happy and it's imperative that you keep the promises that are made with an unwavering quality. And this is, it's it's pretty much a key for the large companies who have these very complex supply chains and how they can maintain healthy balance between their manufacturing processes and their inventory size. And that is where we will be now discussing some of the use cases are the machine learning use cases that we have built into. We will again discuss in two different categories. One is some of the use cases that are embedded into the S4 HANA business processes from the manufacturing line of business. And then the second category would be some of the use cases. There is one use case which is developed as a side-by-side scenario and this machine learning service is built on the SAP business technology platform and it is consumed by the services or consumed by the business processes in your SAP S4 HANA manufacturing line of business. So that is what we are gonna discuss in the podcast 10. So the backbone of an organization or your manufacturing line of business. 
let us take a quick pause and come back and we will get into some of these scenarios in detail. All right, welcome back. So now in the embedded kind of scenarios, or let us now discuss on the embedded machine learning scenarios in the manufacturing line of business or the produce line of business. The first scenario that we would like to discuss is the stock in transit scenario. In this scenario, what we are trying to do is that we are trying to analyze or we are trying to help the inventory manager or the store manager or the plant manager, you, you always know that most of the customers, they need to transfer stock between their different storage locations or plants. And therefore, it's always necessary for them to create the stock transport orders and then they have to make sure that these particular deliveries are happening at the right time and things are maintained at the right uh, without any delay so that it would not affect their production schedules and production delays in any of their production schedules. So typically what happens is that for the customers, they usually have a schedule in place for how long a transfer should take place between two particular locations, the storage locations or their plants. And in some scenarios, there might be a delay. Uh, more often, things might get delayed, but there is a pattern to that. So what happens is that if the inventory manager or the plant manager can understand, yes, there is a delivery delay in the material and then they can understand the flow of materials that have to be managed among their different uh, storage locations, it would be much more beneficial for the store manager or the plant manager or the location manager. There will be typical there will be many different kinds of challenges that are encountered for these uh, store managers or the plant location managers. They, it might be that lack of visibility into these delayed deliveries, or in some scenarios, it might be that they, it is very hard to estimate the stock transfer durations. And with this, what happens is that there might be a negative time and money impact on the downstream activities because it has to now get into the finished goods, the raw materials or the work in progress and other things. So leveraging a machine learning service would be really beneficial if you can understand if there is a delivery delay between these storage plants or the storage locations. This would greatly help the customers in uh, improved planning and scheduling accuracy so that it would not affect their production delays. So in this scenario, what is happening is that the particular machine learning service, the predict arrival of stock in transit uh, service, what it does is that it helps to identify what is the planned delivery delay, what is the planned delivery date, and what is the forecasted delivery date. And there will be a micro chat which shows the relation between the actual date, the forecast delivery date, and the status of the forecast. And it identifies and it says that, yeah, there is a de delivery delay. So that now the plant manager or the location manager understands that, yes, there is a delivery delay, and then they can plan accordingly. Typical value proposition here is that when the companies are issuing and receiving goods from and their 
from plants and to plants, they need to track the status of the materials that are in uh, transit. So this would be a very typical uh, value proposition. This is the main value proposition that lies in so that they can mitigate if there is any production or delivery risk by predicting these delays ahead of time. And then they can take the appropriate action. So in this uh, machine learning service, uh, the particular stock in transit app, which is embedded into the, which is uh, as a Fury app, which is embedded into the SAP S4 HANA business processes. In this particular Fury app, this particular functionality of predicting delivery delays is embedded. And with this in the micro chat, it would help you identify that, yes, there is in some of these items, there is a delivery delay for these particular stock transport orders. So in this current scenario, what is happening is that we are using a regression kind of an algorithm from the HANA APL library, and these are embedded into the S4 HANA business process. Uh, the typical benefits to summarize are uh, one, predicting the arrival date of a shipment and classify its status. What is the status and what, what is the classification status, whether it is getting delayed by this many number of days or what. You could also define the predictive models and train and run these different scenarios. And then a few other things like you have early and efficient visibility of your uh, stock transport orders ahead of time. And typically uh, with all these integration capabilities, you can gain real time insights into the production line of business with all this predictive analytics and uh, monitoring kind of a solution. And typical uh, additional business benefits would include, you can minimize your stock outages and stock over ages, and then you can lead to a proper, uh, eventually you can manage your inventory costs in a much better way. So these are some of the benefits that will be very much useful for the warehouse managers or your plant managers or your location managers. So this is where, uh, this, this is one of the first, very first use cases that was delivered uh, and benefits the customers and the partners who are using this functionality. I'll take a quick pause here and then we'll come back and then discuss about the other scenarios. All right, welcome back. Let us now discuss um, the embedded machine learning scenario in the produce line of business focused on the demand-driven replenishment and dynamically adjusting the buffer levels. So what happens typically with the customers is that the inventory manager has to ensure that the production plant or the customer gets the materials in time and monitor the replenishment planning, the execution and the buffer levels. It is typically time consuming for any of these inventory managers uh, to plan, uh, it is also expensive to plan and track and manage the buffer levels, if because it can it can get ineffective, and it can disrupt the supply chains. So what happens is that for any there there is there you have these historic lead times of your stock transfer orders from your plans to your customers or uh, others uh, other locations, and 
the and they are dependent on these factors like your transportation type your order size uh, if if you can predict from the when an order is made and the order is delivered there is a lead time if you can predict the lead times for these stock transfer materials if there is a delay in the lead time and if you can if there is a delay in your lead time then you can go ahead and in your you can adjust your buffer levels based on their predicted delivery uh, predicted delay in the lead times then it would help your uh, process your production planning process so that the system can analyze and make sure that you are managing the buffer levels and it would not affect your production process so managing this buffer levels for a stock transfer product and adopt the predicted lead time results in an optimal replenishment orders it can generate these different buffer level proposals so the main value proposition for the customer lies in the data driven optimization of these buffer levels and balance the customer service levels and the bound capital so these are the two things you have the customer service level the customer satisfaction and service level and your bound capital the key here is that the the for the inventory manager and the warehouse managers they can better manage the stock at their plants or their storage locations here in this way what happens is that they can plan ahead of time if there is uh, if there is a predicted lead time delay from a stock transport order that is made and the delivery that is that has to be made they can if they if they know that there is a predicted delivery delay they can go ahead and they can adjust the buffer levels in their buffer replenishment lead time so you will in that way you will not carry too much of this uh, stock uh, and then your replenishment will happen at the right time so you should not have too much of a stock or you should have, have too less of a stock uh, and in this particular process we have leveraged the apl algorithms and the regression algorithms from the apl algorithms using the islm framework and it is embedded into the sps4 hana business processes to mainly summarize there are two points here right the first point is that you are evaluating your historical lead times between your stock transfer orders so that you can predict this delivery delays and based on that you are considering your different information the context based or contextual information and identify your patterns and dependencies and then you are uh, adjusting so that the inventory managers can adjust their buffer levels if there is a predicted delivery lead time if there is more lead time or less lead time based on that the buffer levels can be adjusted dynamically and this greatly helps the inventory managers and the plant managers to plan better so with this uh, let me take a quick break and then we'll come back and continue our podcast all right welcome back so let us now continue further and discuss about the other use case in the embedded scenarios in the manufacturing line of business so here 
we will be discussing about the defect codes and how the defects are identified and how you can propose the uh, the defect codes and based on the different different defect codes how you can categorize them and so on and so forth before even going there i want to kind of give a quick perspective behind the defect code proposal scenario uh, or how the def how, what is the end-to-end -end process that happens in a defect processing right like how are the defects identified how are they analyzed and handled generally what happens a machine or a, a machine which is being leveraged by a user, whether it is the workers or the users or the end users, they, they, it can run into some kind of a issue and the defect will be raised. And then the quality technician, now they will have to identify what is the problem here. They have to identify, yes, something, some defect has been raised has been arised from a particular machine. So they'll have to understand and they'll have to recreate that in the local systems and then record the defect. Now the quality engineer, they will have to identify, do the root cause analysis and identify why this particular defect has happened and propose the solution or propose the outcomes, what they have to take out of this and how they have to resolve this. And finally, the defect gets addressed and then it will be updated into the particular machine and then it can uh, so that the machine can again be back up and running so you will have if you categorize them you can have different kinds of textual representations of a defect code or it can be pictorial representation of a defect code and then so you have you can categorize this as different kinds of defect codes, the textual or image related defects. And then you can propose uh, what, depending on these different kinds of defects, you can propose it can, it has to identify or it has, it has to fall under a particular category. If there are some new defects arised, then you can do some kind of root cause analysis for these defects. And if there are some similar defects that are arising based on the past defects, you could categorize that, okay, this is a similar defect, and then you could categorize it into the particular category. And then finally, the task proposal for this defect. So these are the different kinds of functionality or different kinds of uh, categorization of the defect, uh, defects in a defect processing scenario, I would say. If you go into these steps, the first step would be the defect code proposal with your textual and image description. Second would be your similar defect warnings. And then third would be root cause proposal for these defects. The fourth would be a task proposal for the defects. And finally, cluster of all these similar defects. So these are typically, these are what end-to-end -end process of your defect processing would happen. And like I said, a quality technician always identifies these defects and then records the defects and the quality engineer would then analyze these defects, does the root cause analysis and provides solutions or proposes some tasks and then eventually it gets addressed and then it can be resolved. So in that process, now let us pick up one of the categorization of this, which is more on the defect code proposal. The other 
use cases or the other categorization related use cases are still in the planning phase but let us now focus on the categorization of the defect code proposal so what is happening here is that depending on the various factors such as the defect category or the defect description whether it is a short or a long description you can propose the system will propose that hey this particular defect code this particular defect category and the defect description based out of the historical patterns and other things you can propose that this can go into a particular group a defect group and a particular defect code what it is doing is that it is leveraging your classification or neural networks algorithms and then making sure that this is addressed the value proposition here is that you could streamline all these defect proposals on your historical trends so that the quality technicians and the quality engineers then they can provide more quality time more of their time in identifying many more defects rather than spending time on this mundane task so that is what we are trying to address here so in this context we have explained about one of the categorization of this defect processing and we focused on the defect code proposals the other scenarios like root cause analysis and similar defect warnings and there are a lot more things in this defect processing into end process the other use cases are still in the planning and evaluation phase and will be eventually available embedded into the manufacturing line of business let us take a quick break and then come back and then we will discuss on the scenario that we have developed as a machine learning service that runs on sap business technology platform and that is consumed by the manufacturing business process all right let's continue so now let us uh, discuss the use case around the embedded machine learning scenario the early detection of slow and non moving stock earlier this scenario was planned to be developed as a side by side scenario on as a machine learning service on sap business technology platform that is the reason sometimes i even get confused and say it's like a side by side scenario you might even have heard about this in the introduction when i was saying that there are three embedded scenarios on one side by side but that's not the case uh, finally this was developed as a embedded scenario because the algorithms that were available were able to handle what we wanted to kind of deliver here so the scenario here is that for a production or an inventory planner generally they want to plan the movement of the inventory between different locations if a particular stock has to be moved from a nearby warehouse or a nearby plant or a dealer location in some sort of locations you might have the inventory high in some there might be not so high so they'll have to better ensure which locations are having the optimum quantity of stock and for the better movement of the inventory so what happens here is that with the help of this machine learning service you can detect which locations are having slow or non moving stock and which locations are having a normal moving stock and then you can classify you can plan and classify the product into different categories based on this 
information that you have. And this all will be kind of stored as historical information. So with the help of the machine learning service, what you are trying to do is that you're trying to detect which of these locations are running slow or running, uh, having much of the stock and it is kind of uh, moving the stock a little bit slower. So in a way, what is happening here is that these algorithms or these machine learning algorithm checks the new demands or the requirements, even in the form of if whether it is coming in from a, as a purchase requisition or a sales order or spares demand, and even the expected orders and suggest these material movements so that you can avoid the slow and non-moving stock situations. End of the day, the idea is that you do not want stock sitting in a particular location for a longer period of time, which will drastically increase the cost, the warehouse cost for the customer. So that is overall the idea and hence, based on that, this machine learning algorithm is designed. Like I've explained, this machine learning algorithm is embedded into the business process in the S4, uh, S4 HANA produce line of business. And it is leveraging the ISLM framework with your HANA APL algorithms. And I believe we use some of these regression and time series algorithms in this context. The typical benefits for the customers would include like reduction in your inventory carrying costs, better planning of production, procurement, and other related costs, increased supply chain efficiency, so on and so forth. So overall, what is happening is that with this, you should be able to plan much better. The inventory managers or the production planners will be able to plan much better so that they do not carry too much of a stock in any particular location and then have uh, things uh, in place. So with this, I would like to take a quick break and then come back and we'll wrap up this podcast session. All right, welcome back. Let us do a quick recap of what we discussed in this podcast 10, because this is also now going to be the end of season one. So in the podcast 10, we focused on the produce line of business or the manufacturing line of business, where we call the backbone of an organization. And we discussed about some of the use cases that are delivered already. And these use cases are delivered as an embedded scenarios into your S4 HANA business processes. We started with the discussion around the stock in transit kind of a scenario where there is particular stock movement between different storage locations and the storage manager or the inventory manager would like to understand if there is a particular delivery delay between these stock locations so that it can be informed ahead of time. So that is one of the use cases. And this is one of the very first use cases that was even delivered as part of the machine learning service from you, uh, from SAP. The second use case we, del we discussed briefly was around the demand-driven replenishment for the stock when you have uh, a stock moving between locations and you know that there is a delivery delay. So based on the identified 
based on your prediction lead times, you can adjust your, you can dynamically adjust your uh, buffer. So that was the other use case that we discussed. And then we discussed about uh, a use case which talked about your defect codes. Identifying machine learning service which could use, analyze some free text descriptions or and then propose the correct defect code so that you can configure, you can categorize them accordingly. So I, uh, ideally what we are trying to do here is that based on your defect code descriptions or the text descriptions, you automatically identify and group it up and come up with a defect code proposal. And then we discussed about the other use case with the slow and non-moving stock where you want to detect ahead of time which particular stock is getting delayed and so that the planners, the plant managers can plan ahead of time. So these were the four use cases we discussed. And then we understood about how we are also, we also briefly discussed about the algorithms that are used behind that. So with this, we'll be wrapping up this podcast 10. Like I've always mentioned, there is a huge amount of information that is already available your first bet would be that you can go to the blog series, identify the blog series that I've been talking about in the SAP community pages. Uh, you can search by name, Raghubanda and SAP community blogs. And then you can see the blog series which talks about all these. And then each of these blog series are also edited or modified with this podcast session so that you could get some additional explanation about some of these concepts. And then obviously you can go, the next level would be that you can go to the SAP help or your rapid explorer and then identify the particular scope items and then get more details about the machine learning use cases. The other option is that, like I've mentioned, there is a book which have been co which I have co-authored with my colleague, Dr. C.R. Surferis, Implementing Machine Learning with SAP S4HANA. This talks in depth about the historical perspectives of SAP's journey with machine learning, and then SAP S4HANA and the use cases, the architectural details, the different approaches, the embedded approach, the side-by-side -side approach, how we have delivered use cases within S4 and how we are delivered the machine learning services that run on SAP business technology platform and how they are consumed into S4. So you have the technical implementations, the business implementations, and also a bit of roadmap, what is planned and what is coming up. So all this information is available. You can go and get much information over there. And like always, if you have any additional questions or any additional feedback, feel free to send me a message on my blogs, or you could also search me up and send a message. Uh, my email address would be venkata.raghubanda at sap.com, or you can even easily search me up Raghubanda SAP, and then you can send me a message at my blogs or at my LinkedIn, and I will respond back and provide the feedback, take the feedback and come up with the next sessions as planned. So in with this, I would like to wrap up the session.
have a wonderful morning wonderful afternoon or wonderful evening i really appreciate your time in listening in and tuning in to this session have a wonderful day happy predicting the future with sap technologies bye bye This concludes the season 1 of the podcast which was predominantly a solo session where I have been talking about the different topics. The season 2 will be starting pretty soon, most likely in May 2021. And in the season 2 it will be more like discussion or a conversation where I invite some of the SAP experts and we will have 20 to 25 minute chat sessions or discussions where we discuss about one of this we pick up one of the topic and we discuss the topic in detail look forward to having your uh, feedback and i really appreciate your time and thank you all